We're outside the travel agency, a cannabis store that's got everyone buzzing. I've been over 20 times at this point. When I walked in, I felt like I'm about to get elevated and lifted in the best way. Blows my expectations out of the water. Some of the best customer service I've had in a store. So nice. Amazing vibe. Come down to the travel agency and see for yourself. For use only by adults age 21 and older. Keep out of reach of children and pets. In case of accidental ingestion or overconsumption, contact the National Poison Control Center. Consume responsibly. It is your girl, Miss Yak, back with another episode of Girl Talk with Miss Yak. Tonight's guest comes all the way from overseas, all right? She is Miss Annie Chen, all right? She is here. She is an environmental scientist turned designer who is a co-founder of Sciencely Handmade, a lifestyle brand that brings the urban community closer to the local nature. And tonight, we want to, you know, get a little bit more in depth about talking about women of color in science. I uh, will also touch on multicultural uh, backgrounds and embracing them, making them something beautiful, and maybe even talk about native plants and their significance. So for all of my sciencey friends out there who want to get up close and personal with nature, this is the show for you. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring on in Miss Annie Chen. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm just lovely. How about yourself? Doing great. Thank you for asking. Awesome. Awesome. So when it comes to women in science and let's say women of color specifically, do you mm -hmm. see a lot of women of color in science? I would say, thankfully, in my community, yes, but mm -hmm. not so much in, I think, not in, um, for example, engineering. Environmental science, thankfully, there is a lot more women now. And it's encouraged to be to be a woman in in STEM, for example. So I'm lucky to be born in this era. Wow. So what do you think has been maybe preventing women from going into this field before? Um, I think definitely just less representation and also not a lot of um, people who think that they are good enough for it or um, Maybe the culture isn't as welcoming before. So that's, I think that's why it's been keeping women from, from succeeding in STEM. Wow. So in your community, you said there is, there are a lot of women of color in science. Mm -hmm. um, what would you, would you say there's kind of like an evenly distribution among, let's say, all ethnicities um, of ethnic descent, such as, let's say, uh, Indians, African Americans, Asians, Pacific Islanders, etc. Or would you say it's more predominantly in one uh, demographic than another? Mm, I think it's definitely if the well, if the community um, values education more, or if they value things like um, breaking barriers more, then they tend to have more students from that community. 
and people who are not necessarily traditionally academic communities that are not traditionally academic they tend to I think they tend to shy away from it okay but do you see like a a lot of uh, individuals from any one of those particular cultures more so than another one um thankfully not that I know of because my university is um I would say very diverse and um yeah I think I would say there is a fair amount of diversity in our community, thankfully. Okay. All right. So with you, what would, what made you decide that you wanted to go into science? I think, I think it started with an internship back in high school because we were doing environmental science and um, it was like an environmental science program that the, the teachers specifically started to raise environmental awareness and to to um, encourage future environmental scientists, hopefully. And I got to do I got to do um, an internship I got to do two internships actually, one research and one with a company. And I just decided maybe I'm good at this and I should you know, use my smarts <laughs> to eventually contribute to the world. Wow. Wow. So you're, you've gone into environmental science. Is that what your field is? Yes. Environmental science. Okay. So are you still, as a, as a woman of color, do you find yourself running into any uh, discriminatory barriers as a woman of color? Um, I think definitely people thinking that Asian women speak out less and, um, because academia is very, I guess, very um, still less diverse. So different voices can feel like, I guess like coming from someone who has a different voice, sometimes I have a little bit of that, am I good enough to say this? Am I, am I just like having imposter syndrome? Should I like, mm. you know, like speak out loud about, for example, my culture without, I just want to like, um, how should I say this? Uh, how to not be loud enough, but not too loud. Mm. So do you find yourself trying to, or having to almost dampen, dampen your sense of self-identity in order to conform with academia? Um, I think in, in some sense, yes. In the community, yes even though the community that I'm in, that I was in, in college, is still very, very encouraging, which I'm, I feel very, very lucky that I'm in the community. But I just have the self-doubt of, am I loud enough? Am I not being loud enough? Things like that. Wow, wow. So how do your, your peers feel? Do they feel the same way? I feel like people of color definitely feel They definitely, because they probably grew up with um, elements of self-doubt, not necessarily because they're not good enough, not necessarily because they don't have good ideas, but because maybe because they have to think about what others might think of them and if they're good enough um, representations of, of their community, then I think that's where the elements of self-doubt comes in. Okay. So your peers in your immediate community, do you all 
kind of struggle with being able to incorporate your culture into your identity as a woman of science? I would say yes, in a way, because science is, I guess, for example, for example, um, studying California, of course, there's a lot of things that we have to learn about, learn from California. And because maybe a lot of us haven't grown up in or like fully, fully like embraced our cultures. So it's a little bit hard to incorporate that into our education while we're in California. I don't know if that makes sense. It's kind of like an Asian American, Asian American struggle of like, I probably don't know enough about my culture and I want to incorporate my culture into, into um, my culture now. Like the mixing of two cultures. Right. Some struggles. Right. Interesting. Interesting. So when it comes to, excuse me, I feel like I have a sneeze that's about to come and it won't come out. (laughs) So so when it comes to being a woman of color in science, and you said you're in California. In California, I've never, well, I've been to California once um, for a conference. I was in, um, but I was only in Oakland, California. And I've got family Mm in different parts of California as well. But when I think of California, I almost, I don't know. In in my opinion, anyway, I feel like California is a culture all of its own. And so it's it's very easy to lose your sense of self-identity when you get to California. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? I think yes. In a way, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a complex issue, I think, as a California myself. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard to see because I know they have like places like Chinatown in, in California and whatnot. But I wonder is and and you may know, um, but is Chinatown? Would you say it's authentic or Americanized? Um, I can't necessarily say for myself because. I didn't grow up in China, so I don't know if it's authentic or not. It's, um, I mean, Taiwanese culture is very different from Chinese culture. So I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't say like, I vouch for this. <laughs> the, the stores are going to be different. The of course, of course. They're going to be different. So I can't really say. And um, I don't think we have anything that's like specific, specifically Taiwanese. So I don't know if there is another example that I can give you. That's, that's okay. That's okay. I only ask. I only ask because you know how they always have, we have different uh, types of Asian, you know, like restaurants and stores and whatnot in America. But I always hear, well, that's not authentic. That's not authentic. So I'm always mm-hmm. trying to look for where's the authenticity, right? I want the authenticity, right? I don't want right. the Americanized, watered-down version. I want the real deal, mm-hmm. Holyfield. So, so that's why I always wonder, like, because if I can't go overseas to experience the real thing, then what's the next best thing? So, like, okay, is this really, you know, real or or what? So mm-hmm. that's that's the only reason I ask. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say for sure because definitely a lot of things are Americanized or they're like Asian fusion to um, suit American tastes. So I can't say for sure. 
Yeah, I'm like, well, I mean, if it's supposed to be spicy, then let me have it spicy. I want the real thing, you know? So, mm -hmm. but that's just my, that's just me. See, because I was raised in the military. So, like, I, like, my first language was Korean, actually. Um, I learned how to speak okay. Korean before I learned how to speak English. But then my parents didn't encourage it. So I don't remember, I, I don't remember any of it now, which I kind of mm -hmm. hate because I'm like, I could have been multi, you know, bilingual. But, um, but yeah, so, and I remember, but I do remember when I was in um, Korea, my mom used to say, like, I have a stomach of steel because I would eat, I could eat all the food they ate over there. Oh, my God. She would always get sick, but me and my dad, we could handle it just fine. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I want to try it. Let me, you know, I'll try almost anything once. But anywho, <laughs> back to the subject at hand, talk, back to the, the science of it all, right? So you're in environmental science, mm -hmm. right? And when it comes to environmental science, you're dealing with like native plants. And we want to know like, what's the, the significance of native plants? Because I know a lot of times people will, they'll travel and they say, oh, that's beautiful. I want to bring it back home. And these particular plants and species or whatnot might not be uh, able to handle the, the change in the environment and whatnot. So, and then other, you know, species, they may actually take over when you, mm -hmm. you know, transplant them elsewhere. So what is the significance what, of, of, na of native plants in, from an environmental scientist's perspective? Um, so for, for an environmental scientist, we look at different perspectives. Um, such as the ecological, ecological perspective and the cultural perspective, and of course, like the um, species perspective. And I would say that um, native plants, they can grow and they can contribute to one specific ecosystem and not necessarily in the next one. It's kind of like, it's kind of like being a member of a community. Like you, you might be able to thrive and also like give back to this specific community. But in another community, you might struggle more. Kind of like that. And there's like the, um, of course, like as an individual, um, can it thrive? And then as a community, can it like help the community grow? We're outside the travel agency, a cannabis store that's got everyone buzzing. I've been to dispensaries all over the United States, but I've never seen one this unique. So nice. Amazing vibe. Some of the best customer service I've had in a store. Blows my expectations out of the water. Come down to the travel agency and see for yourself. For use only by adults age 21 and older. Keep out of reach of children and pets. In case of accidental ingestion or overconsumption, contact the National Poison Control Center. Consume responsibly. So, um, I'm not sure if this analogy will be... Uh, good enough. <laughs> so in a sense, all species can contribute to other communities to some degree. It just depends on the, the soil and the, 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 the nutrients that are available to it that will determine how much it thrives in that community. Is that what you're saying? Yes. The soil and other animals, other insects, other plants, because... Yeah, it's like a whole system, whole network that that is around that native plant that it contributes to that ecosystem. It's like a um, it's a mutual mutual thing. It's a mutual network, and taking it away from one community and plant it into another community might not do as well. Might not be good for the community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So for you, what is your primary focus as an environmental scientist? Because I, I know you guys must have projects that you're working working on that you're focusing on. So what is something that you, as an upcoming environmental scientist, would like to see change in the world? I would say just incorporating the human aspect of it, because we're also part of the part of the environment, and even though being like completely like natural science is very um is very important i think having that um consideration of human nature interactions i think that's important as well so i would like to have like um focus on that aspect and that's like part of part of the reason why i started this brand Okay. All right. So tell us more about your, your brand. So our brand is called Science Be Handmade, and it is a sustainable lifestyle um, brand that we, use, we want to, um, sorry, <laughs> we want to bring nature to urban people in a beautiful way. Oh, so bringing nature to urban neighborhoods. Um. I guess like urban people's lives, not necessarily just neighborhoods, but kind of okay. like getting them to know more about native plants and also wear them. As you can see, I am wearing it now. Okay, so how, so you have on a, a, an earring that's mm -hmm. part of your brand. So what is the earring made out of? It's made out of resin and a wire. And of course I paint paint on it to make it resemble a native plant. Okay, okay. Do you use any uh, actual plants in your, your the items that you make, your merchandise? I actually don't use any plants, but I use the um, real native plants as a model. So I would say um, using them as a model, but keeping them in nature. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So life mimics art. Mm -hmm. Or art mimics plants, plant life, something, something <laughs> along those lines, right? <laughs> Interconnected with each other. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> awesome. So how long have you been, you know, doing, trying to build up, build your brand? I would say around a year. Started around last year or so. It's like a gradual process of like, oh, okay, I think I'm starting a brand. Okay. Okay. So I see that, you know, and you're on Instagram and so you've got a few things. So you've got some items that are, um, it's almost like, like, a like wellness products. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell us more about the products that you have uh, on your brand, Sciencely made, Handmade. So right now we have, um, customized and also, uh, customized, slow made, handmade, slow made, Sorry, maybe cut that off. Um, customized, um, slow-made jewelry that resemble native plants. And also we have scented products that are inspired by local nature. For example, recently we just came out with the Berkeley and San Francisco scented, um, scented um, soy wax. Okay. Now, looking at your Instagram page here, you've got quite a bit of things on here. So you're not only a scientist, but you're a jeweler. Um, right. you, you are very, very crafty. These earrings are gorgeous. 
So for all my my um my viewers out there, you guys have got to go check her out. You can see that I've got her Instagram handle is scrolling down at the bottom of the screen. So check out her page, you guys. Um, I've also followed you myself because I'm like, I got to see what's going on here. But your earrings are they they are gorgeous. I'm loving these flower uh, um, earrings that you've got on here. They are very very pretty. Um, so are they made out of resin as well? Yes, they are made out of resin. They are beautiful. They almost like they're made out of glass. And they're kind of like transparent depending on the item. Yeah, I'm, I'm noticing that as well. Very beautiful. I, I love your work here. So y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all got to go ahead and check her out. So we've got your, your Instagram page a handle is scrolling down at the bottom. Do you have a website? Um, currently not yet, but... Follow Instagram to stay tuned because I will have, hopefully have an, uh, sorry, have a website soon and follow our Instagram for news and also updates and also of native plant stories because I talk about American, um, California native plants and Taiwanese native plants that are, um, that have like a ethnobotany background and also like sciencey background. Okay. So if someone wants to purchase items from you, do they just contact you on Instagram? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So roughly, like, what are your price ranges for your products? Just like they say the, the um, lowest to the high end. Uh, I think, I think it's a little bit hard to tell right now because different people have, they have different needs, but feel free to contact me so I can give you like a, like a quote. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. So as an environmental scientist, what what got you going into jewelry and and wellness products? How did you make that transition? Um, I would say it started out as um, when I was in college, when I realized that science communication is actually very, I guess, like overlooked because like I would, I will always be in um, academia and doing research, and in maybe in a science community where scientific information is very much welcomed. Like scientific methods, scientific terminologies, they're very welcomed. But once I get out of the comfort zone, actually, if I should say like comfort zone, um, I realize that people are people tend to shy away from academia and academic knowledge but academia has so much to offer that people are missing out on so i want to make something beautiful out of my knowledge in in science and make it accessible for people mm. like for example maybe people don't know that this this specific beautiful flower is actually endangered and when they're hiking, they're like very lucky to see that particular plant. They just never will know about it because they don't want to like read academic papers or like they don't want to like listen to an expert talk talk about um, this specific native plant. Then if my jewelry can get them to recognize that plant, then I've done my goal. Like they know mm. they know about this native plant. And because they are wearing this beautiful earring they can they want to learn more about this specific plant and learn the stories behind 
And through the stories behind, they can learn more about why our ancestors or my our ancestors or like other people in the community are using this native plant. So it's like a like a bridge to nature and bridge to um, like the local culture, like a rooting, like um, a grounding process, I would say. Um, so I would say like just through through jewelry, through scented products, it's like a good way to get people to know more about um, more about native plants, more about nature, get them connected, and then eventually, you know, just like the, the world is your oyster kind of thing. Like you have so much to learn about this world, and it's not just plants, leaves, green yeah. flowers. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Wow, wow. So what's going to happen? Let's say your your business takes off. Are you going to leave, you know, the environmental science part of your career alone or are you going to still try to juggle both? Huh. I think I think I want to do something that is related to what I'm doing now. So hopefully I can do for example, do like a um museum job and natural science museum job and in the meantime like do do the science communication um sciencey handmade brand and simultaneously like promote for native plants promote for like no local nature so mm -hmm. ideally that's going to happen but you never know what the future holds so we'll yep. have to see awesome awesome wow wow well, my listeners and viewers out there, if you guys are watching or listening tonight, again, we've got her handle for um, Instagram. It's going down there at the bottom. It is sciencely underscore handmade. Sciencely underscore handmade. Check out her uh, Instagram page, you guys. These earrings and jewelry, this is it's gorgeous. You guys, if you're into wearing earrings, this is the, the spot to be. You need to go ahead and reach out to her um, and go ahead and get these pieces. They are, I'm like, I'm serious. They are really, really pretty. And so <clears throat> you got to reach out to her to go ahead and get her pricing on her orders. And you guys got to be out there rooting for her to get a uh, website so we can go in there and place orders online because we, we're trying to, you know, blow up, okay? Go ahead and get Sciencely uh, handmade up out the door. Like this is, I'm, I'm serious. Like I can see your stuff in stores like today. So all my viewers and listeners out there, if you have not already, you want to go ahead, like, share, subscribe. Miss Girl Talk with Miss Yak. Um, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all your major streaming platforms, Spotify, you name it, I'm probably on, out there on it. But when you do that, don't be don't be uh, forgetting to go ahead and stop by Instagram and also like uh, Miss Sciencely underscore handmade as well to go ahead and show her some love also, okay? Because we want her to go ahead and keep creating these beautiful pieces out here and educating us on what the world has to offer. Because, you know, in a sense, this she she's basically kind of like, kind of letting you guys in on a little secret like hey she sees all this beautiful stuff out there and you guys don't know about it so she's like hey let me create some earrings for you guys could you guys know this is out there in the world bam now you can wear it and just rocking it out there in the world right all because she went on ahead and made into some earrings or a necklace or whatnot get in on the secret go ahead to instagram and like sciencely underscore handmade and get your beautiful jewelry today
Also, ladies, this is another reason why you should go ahead and get into environmental science. Look at this wonderful stuff she's doing. This is awesome. There's not enough women out there. Yes. <laughs> it's a secret. It's a big secret that we got to get in on. Right, ladies? So, Annie, thank you so much for coming on and joining in on the conversation. Uh, this has been wonderful. I'm, I'm seriously, like, in love with your jury here. So thank I may you. be reaching out to you to kind of get some prices on some things as well. Um, especially, like, my daughter is really gotten into wearing earrings a lot lately. So we may be contacting you soon. Thank for you. sure. <laughs> but thanks again for coming on everybody who is out there watching listening don't forget to tune in every tuesday and thursday night at 8 p.m central standard time uh, to get your uh, next dose of girl talk with miss yak so stay tuned for our next episode but until next time y'all take care With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.